Welcome to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Doing splendidly. I am, um, you know, in the mood to discuss some love. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I said it in the beginning, um, episode four. This is arguably the you know, biggest, most like iconic love story shown on TV of all time. And this is like the start. This is it. We've kind of arrived. Yeah, this is the this is kind of like the beginning of everything happening, I suppose. And uh, it's very cute. I I really like, you know, obviously we're going to get into it, but I really, really enjoyed this episode. I thought it was very cute Mm -hmm. watching Corey and Topanga for the first time. Kind, I mean, we watched a, a different one where it was kind of the beginning of things, but like not really. This right. is where it all kind of the romantic, you know, feelings build. Yeah. Like this is the first one where Corey didn't feel like a hostage. I mean, right. he kind of did, but he didn't feel like a hostage in a uh, kiss situation. Yeah. He yeah. was he was tickled and there's nothing sweeter than young puppy love. Mm, that's true. That is mm-hmm. true. They're really young. Yeah, they're like what twelve, thirteen. So they're, I mean, right, yes, right in that sweet spot. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Sean said he was thirteen. So I assume I, that, like no, yeah. <laughs> that's what I wanted to say. Like Sean yeah. has said that he's thirteen. So yeah. I, I mean, these ages are just. <laughs> Just being wishy-washy. I know. They're all over the place. Fine. I feel like that's just a classic sitcom thing early yeah. on, though. Yeah. Is that they just make shit up as they go. Yeah. But, so they're um, at least yeah. 12 plus. Right. At least right. we have that. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So we know we know that much. But um, yeah, I'm excited to get into it. I spent the day. Uh, we all know I finished The Crown. And mm-hmm. so I was like, what? is a good show to watch after I watched The Crown. And I had decided that I was in the mood for some trash television because I had deserved trash television after I watched The Crown, which is like highbrow television. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Only only the best for me and you. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, So I started out. So uh, for those who listen to to RHAP, Rob has a podcast. They're covering uh, the newest season of Married at First Sight. I have not seen that show before. I'm a big fan of 90 Day Fiance. So it's very, you know, do you think it has like a similar premise-ish? Yeah. Um, so I watched I watched the episode they watched and listened to the podcast and I was like, oh my gosh, I need more of this show in my life. So I went back and I started, uh, Hulu has oh, a beginning of season four on there. So I started that. Is season four was a little bland, if I'm being honest. If I were some, if I were a listener and I was looking to watch it, I would not start with season four. It's pretty bland. Like there's not that much drama. Um, but the basic premise, obviously, you probably know, is that these people have never met each other, and these quote unquote matchmakers mash them up with one another based and it's all like per town so you're not going to be you're not going to be like someone who lives in Chicago and dating someone in like LA like it's they go to a city and they match these people so the one I watched was was Atlanta I don't know where they were but they match them together and then the first time they meet is at the altar when they're getting married and they go straight from there to a honeymoon Mm -hmm. then they come back and they have to move in together oh goodness and then I think it's at the end of six weeks that they decide whether or not they'd like to stay together is it an annulment that they get if they don't want to stay together I had the same question because 
it has to be an annulment. It, like, it would be insane to me that, like, you couldn't get out of this. Because imagine, like, all your financial stuff being, like, tied up as well in, like, a, a messy divorce. Right, yeah. Uh, I, I don't like this. I don't like it's, this. You, you, it's fun. Yeah. It's dramatic. It's ridiculous. Like, my favorite is they're like, some families have a tough time coping. And I'm like, well, fuck yeah, they do. Like, this is fucking insane. Like, of course they do. Oh, my gosh. And oh, my goodness. you can tell that they force the people, like, in the, in, like, the interviews that they force the new husband and wife to refer to a one another as my husband and my oh, wife yeah. because they're like, yeah. my wife is gorgeous. Either that or they don't remember their wife's name. Oh, my God. Met. Okay, yeah. Remember a year yeah. ago we were watching, not you and I, because we, honestly, we didn't know each other yet. But <laughs> I was going to say, no, um, I don't remember. <laughs> a year ago uh, we were watching that Netflix show, Blind, 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 blind oh love. love is blind love is, love blind. is blind yeah very similar to that yes mm-hmm. yeah i i that was the only show that i watched that was kind of like this besides the bachelor which i like kind of watch um i don't know but the bachelor you... to me doesn't know here's the thing 90 day fiance knows what it is it, it yeah. revels in being a trash television show I think The Bachelor doesn't quite understand what it is at this point. They, like, try to be, like, romantic and try to act like this is a completely normal thing for, like, one person to date 30 other people that live together. Like, that's not normal. Yeah. And I think that Married at First Sight kind of falls somewhere in between where they, like, know it's fucking weird. And they, like, but they also have, like, these, the quote-unquote matchmakers, like, one's a pastor, one's something else. And they, like, have these, like... Um, therapist sessions with these couples and they're like mm. sometimes in a marriage blah 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 and I was like why are you taking yourself so seriously like this is ridiculous yeah I know I guess I forget that Bachelor takes itself seriously because I've never taken the Bachelor seriously mm. mm-hmm. so I mean I feel like they're in on the joke but maybe they're not they've gotten better know. no they've gotten I would say that they've gotten better and that Chris Harrison definitely is in on the joke more okay. than he used to be okay. and I think yeah. with the with the um what with the creation of Bachelor in Paradise is that the name of it? Bachelor in Paradise yes which is the superior that, show I think we both agree oh, on that we all know that that is the superior show yeah. and that I think they're really like rolling in the manure they're like we are trash like yeah confirmed. always with the really cheesy opening and oh, I, I lo- mean I love that honestly love it's that. a lot more realistic to throw like 10 men 10 women on an island and see who clicks and they're allowed to switch and date right. other people and then new people come in the concept is just makes more sense yeah, and they also, like, it's one of those things where they can put, like, let's pretend the wild and crazies were eliminated early in the regular Bachelor and Bachelorette seasons, so that they could pull yeah. all those crazies in and put them on Bachelor in Paradise. Like, I wish they could find a way to make it Bachelor in Paradise, like, full-time, rather than messing around with yeah. these Bachelor and Bachelorette seasons. But Yeah, yeah, well, well meh. It's, it's not fine. gonna happen. No, but that's what I'm watching. If anybody's interested in what I'm watching mm-hmm. this week in quarantine, I mean, this could be, you know, could be a new segment for us. I feel like I tell everybody anyway because I'm like, hey, everybody, do you want to hear what I've been listening to? I'm watching? sure some and people appreciate listen. it. I'm, I'm sure they are. Uh, what did I just finish? I just finished like um, the Queen's Gambit in like less than 24 hours. That's impressive. 
I mean, it was only seven episodes long. I mean, yeah, they were an hour, but um, it went by quickly. And I feel like it was like another highbrow show that I had on my list that I've been meaning to watch. Very yeah. good. I recommend it. Um, so, I mean, if you don't know about it, it was popular like four months ago or something like that. Yeah, it was I'm a really couple behind. months ago at this point, I think, because yeah. Will wanted me to watch it. Yeah, so it's about um, an orphan who learns how to play chess and is a prodigy and it has, um, you know, not only does she have a tragic story, but she also has um, some sort of addiction issues. So it's uh, interesting at multiple levels, but... Fashion. We love fashion on the show. It has impeccable 60s fashion that Ooh, I really... I love 60s fashion. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, beautiful costumes, beautiful dresses. The scenery is beautiful. Um, and the acting is great. And they're all newcomers for them. Oh, I mean, I don't... I mean, they're newcomers to me. Like, I don't think that they're... I know... Isn't Dudley Dursley in it? Like, exactly. Real, real yeah, that was the only person that I, like, recognized. Um mm-hmm. But aside from that, they aren't like there's no I don't know. They're not getting like Zendaya or like huge names, mm, you know. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I, I enjoyed it. All right. Well, those are our recommendations for this week, everybody. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> Beyond Boy Meets World and Dawson's Creek. There's yeah. some more yeah, modern, more television more more watch. modern television. Yeah. Um, are you drinking a '90s nightcap today? I am. I decided I was just going to go pretty easy this week and do Tito's and I have seltzer water that I made with my soda stream. I forget wow. what flavor it is. I think it's, oh, you know what? It's the um, Bubbly brand makes oh. their own like syrups for the oh. soda stream okay. and it's like the blackberry one. It's good. Very nice. I am working on um, some red wine still. Mm. So same bottle. Trader Joe's, the one that the lady recommended. Filament. Was it filament? Figment? Figment with a PH. That's what it was. That's right. Figment with a PH. Figment with a PH. Okay. So before we get into today's episode, I do have um, a follow up. So if you stayed uh, till the end of our episode, so that was... Season one, episode 20, um, mm-hmm. uh, The Play's The Thing. Was that right? Was that the last episode? That's it. Yeah, I think that's the name of the episode. Okay. Um, I shared my dislike for <laughs> mini golf and why. So yeah, a recap, I almost murdered my own mother by um, my swing. Um, so <laughs> essentially, I, um, I hit my mom in the nose. So. She she listens, my mom. Hi, Robin. And she um, sent in like what actually happened, because like my memory of it is that um, we were on the court, not the courts, it's not tennis, but we were on the pitch. No, no. The 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 green, the green. But like it's mini golf. So we're on the mini golf course. There we go. The course. It's a course. It's a course. I, I hope people listen to this and they're like, who the, what the fuck? Said Expert <laughs> golfers right here. This is why like Obviously. I never went forward. Um, and I remember, I don't know why, but I swung back. But this is, geez, this is what my mom said. Okay. Golf story. It was just me, you and Miranda, my sister, um, mm-hmm. who was four or five at the time. So my dad was not around. It wasn't the four of us like I thought it was. 
And she said the reason why I swung back so far was because two days prior, um, my dad and I went to a real golf course and I guess we were actually like at a driving range and like hitting balls. So I like, I like had learned how to swing. And so I like pulled back and I did hit my mom in the nose and I ran off, which was the other part of the story was that I ran away and the golf person, like a golf attendant had to find me. He found me. Because my mom was bleeding and she couldn't leave my sister, my five-year-old sister, alone. Yeah. And um, the guy apparently, like, barely spoke English. Like, he just knew he had to find, like, a young girl probably in despair. So, yeah. So she goes on and says, yeah, your dad was trying to teach you to play. And then we played mini golf after. And she did have to go to the hospital um, and my dad had to come home from work, which my dad works in, uh, worked in like sports radio. Mm-hmm. So we had to like leave whatever game he was to, um, and then I asked my mom, like, did you break your nose or was it just bleeding? Cause I like, didn't know. I didn't think that she broke her nose. I thought that it was just bleeding, but she like revealed a family secret. So she was like, Ooh, okay, the tea, <laughs> the, tea, the, the tea. tea. She says, okay, you never knew this, but you're an old, you're an adult now. So I'll tell you, I didn't break it, but it was slightly fractured. I wanted you to live <laughs> another day to play mini golf and not be traumatized. Guess it didn't work. Oh my gosh. That <laughs> is so fun. I love how she was like, See, I feel like if it's me, I'm like, you broke my nose. Like, no, I would. would No, she she did not want mini golf to traumatize me, but it still did. So, um, yes, I have played mini golf since this incident. It's true. Do I enjoy mini golf? No, I don't like it and I don't want to play again. And I'm glad that I'm past the point in my relationship where I have to go to like cutesy little first dates to mini golf and like apple picking and like all these little like stereotypical like dates because you know like mini golf is like you know you went didn't you go that was your first date to mini golf yeah Mm -hmm. so I'm glad that I don't have to do that anymore because I don't like mini golf it's horrifying I just like it's so funny to me that I guess it now it makes more sense like mm-hmm. that the reason that you swung back was because you were used to playing on like a, a golf range not not like mini used golf. to not used to I well you had just done it though I just so it, it probably yeah. is more like muscle memory you know uh-huh. you're like oh this is how you hit a, a golf ball I was probably trying to like show off or something but she did say that like you know she probably shouldn't have been standing too close to me that close to me so yeah but I, I'll, I mean, I'll take it. Like, it was on me. Like, I was a psycho. I don't know. I hit my mom and broke her nose. How old were you again? I don't remember. What, so if Miranda was four or five, or she said five or six, then that means that I was uh, 11 or 12. Okay. So. I probably should have known better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I probably should have. That's, That's true. Really I mean, yeah. it wasn't like an eight-year-old. I was. Yeah. A, but it's at least your mom knew enough that like it would upset you if you knew that like you broke her nose. So yeah, she like held yeah. back, you know. Very sensitive child. 
um child not not human being oh no (laughs) i mean i'm a lot more sensitive i was a lot more sensitive then than i am now Mm, yeah it's fair especially to keep up with you (laughs) you had to grow into your aries moon Uh, i had to grow grow into my aries moon so they can Mm -hmm. flower yes but i mean my placement is just a disaster but whatever yeah i love it contradicting very contradicting it is it is very contradictory yeah so that is the story guys i'm you know i'm not a psycho i don't hit people golf clubs anymore but i have a dark past and that's just part of it um yes well glad to hear that your mom's nose is only slightly fractured and that she's okay now that her nose didn't like yeah become one of those like owen wilson noses you know oh my god yeah thank so goodness he's broken his nose like a million times thank so goodness face, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i i don't get out much so i have not broken my nose but there's still time yeah. i guess oh god help me if i break my nose it's already like it's fine if you look at it straight on, it looks like a normal nose, which I guess is fine because most people only look at me like straight yeah, on. Yeah, I've never seen but the side th- of your nose before. Oh, here. Okay, you got to see it. So when you turn it to the side, I'm going to try to keep my mouth near the mic. I see, I see. you turn it to see. the side, it like hooks underneath. It's oh. kind of like has a, a miniature gonzo going on. I didn't you know realize I mean? that. I it's a sterling thing. It's, the, it's my dad's side yeah. of the family. He has a he has a, a big hook. I yeah, heard he's that, got that Greek nose. noses are making like... Um, a, a 2021 like revamp. I saw that on the TikTok. <laughs> Greek noses are in. Yeah, I saw that. I, I, I saw on TikTok that they're like, you know, they're taking it back and they're like, it's our time to shine. Good for them. Good yeah. for them. You know what? Yeah. It's hard. Like if you have a big nose, mm-hmm. I mean, you could get a nose job, I guess. Right. But a rhinoplasty. I don't know what the fancy word is. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's not always easy. Like, I don't have a large, large nose, but I would yeah. say I have a larger than average nose. Luckily, all I mean, my facial I, features are pretty large, so it's fine. I mean, I do, too. So, join yeah. the club, sis. It's just a cross we're going to have to bear, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Um, okay, should we get into some Boy Meets World talk? Absolutely. I'm ready. We are talking season one, episode 21, uh, Boy Meets World, and the episode is called Boy Meets Girl. Oh, look at that. <laughs> How cute. Love what they did there. Yep. Um, and we start off uh, in the classroom. The kids mm-hmm. are watching something on a projector, which oh my even God, then yes. was yeah. ancient. Yeah, yeah, it sounded ancient. <sighs> Yes. So, yeah, they they're watching like a hormone movie, which is very peculiar because the first thing I realized or noticed was why are they not separated? Oh, into uh, like girls, boys and, boys and girls. Yeah. When I hmm. was in sixth grade, we separated. There was like a boys. The boys went and they watched their video and the girls went and they watched their vid video you know this is funny because i've had this conversation with will before because he went to a catholic school growing up and i asked about like how the sex education worked um for them mm-hmm. because i'm fairly certain this was in health class keep in mind no apparently feeny teaches yeah. health no like, it w- no 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 so when no 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 i don't think it was health class because when i was in sixth grade 
this was just an extra class that we got separated and our own teachers oh. taught us this. Okay, so it wasn't like part of the curriculum. It was just like a one-off. Yeah, this is like, well, I think it's like a two to three day thing where hmm. back in, so I so in sixth grade, I was, uh, that was 2000. So, um, so yeah, we would separate. It would be like a two or three day thing. I think it was for like, maybe a couple hours during that day and we would watch our own movies. So the girls, we obviously learned about periods and like all that other stuff and boys, who knows what they learned. I never knew. But here's the thing. Like, I don't, I don't think we did that. I think it was, I think it was just as a part of like your health class curriculum because I took health in sixth grade. So like, Oh, because you took it. Okay. Because, but because you went to a, like, your junior school, your middle school was six, seven, eight. Exactly. So you had health. When I was, I was like Corey and friends because when I was in sixth right. grade, I was still in elementary school. Right. So when I did this, it was all of us together. Like they had it. And I think that's honestly the better way to teach it. Mm-hmm. To me, it doesn't make any sense for girls to not know what's going on with boys' bodies and for boys to not know what's going on with girls' bodies. You're just raising kids who don't know like basic biology, in my opinion, if, if they I mean, don't know. It's a fair point. So how did Will do it? So Will's school was even crazier to me because I'm fairly certain it was more similar to yours in that mm-hmm. they did separate them. Mm-hmm. But being that it was a Catholic school, I I do not think they learned a lot about like protection and all of that. Like this is obviously mm-hmm. not that like that's not what they're learning about in Corey's class. But right. um, and maybe it'll come up later. But I don't think they got much in the way of, of learning about that, which I think. And maybe things have changed drastically. Yeah. Um, but I, obviously they're a private school, so they're allowed to do whatever they want. Um, right. But I have plenty of thoughts on sex education. But uh, yeah, so this in this situation, it seems like Feeney is like part health teacher, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this 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 film they're watching had me dying because it yeah. has like some of the funniest quotes. It's like, you'll feel like you're on an emotional, emotional roller coaster. Remember, girls, you'll get a hormonal telegram ahead of the boys. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, but that's how, like, that's how these movies were. So there's this yeah. one movie that I remember in particular, and I had asked you about it, and I think that I found out that the movie is called um, Got It! Exclamation point. And it was a movie made in... Um, I don't know, maybe in the 80s or something. And they played it. And in this particular one, they made a like a uterus out of pancakes. Like the mom was like, oh, this is like what your parts look like or whatever. And she made like she poured pancake batter and made like a uterus. And then afterwards, they're like, all right, like time to eat pancakes. Like that is like. So, yeah. So it was just like this. It was just <sighs> cheesy. So I, I don't know. Like, like, I mean, guys, like I'm only a few years older than Jess, mm. but apparently like those few years like really well, made a difference in <laughs> education. They were just very like by the book. We didn't, I don't remember watching any films. I know in sixth grade, I had a biology class, depending on what teacher you had, 
they showed you the miracle of life. I did not have the teacher that made us watch that. So I never saw that movie that a lot of kids did our age. Like a lot of kids saw, was it Miracle of Birth, Miracle of Life, one of those things? I um, okay so it's like literally a woman giving birth I never literally saw that. yes yeah. and yeah and I think that was like a very common thing that kids had to watch uh growing up but I think it's like very traumatizing and now that I think about it I don't really think it's a very fair video to show people considering not one woman's birth experience is not going to be everybody's birth experience like I just don't think that's something you should show kids but right um anyway you could talk about obviously it's one of those things you could talk about the miracle of birth and all of that but like showing them a video about like a birth experience i don't think is going to prepare them in any shape, way shape or form like, i don't know maybe it was done to, to scare them into could be protection it could be yeah um but yeah it has this this movie has some funny quotes morse code of puberty Corey is just like making fun of it with sean as usual right pink is really excited she says she can't wait to transform from a caterpillar into beautiful butterfly Right, yeah. I mean, she was entranced during this movie. She had, like, the strangest, like, look on her face of, like, wonder and amazement. And it's like, mm-hmm. sis, like, it's not that fun. Um, But, yeah, Sean, like, makes fun of her and says, like, really? Like, I see more of a hairball with wings. They're just, yeah. like, so immature, making fun of Topanga and her fabulous hair. Step off. Every day. Yep. And, yeah, uh, yeah Corey's not having it. And he's like, I've seen what happens when kids hit puberty. It's craters are us. Yeah, and like his uh, babysitter, Julie. Yeah. Oh, Judy. Julie. Judy? Judy. Judy. Poor Judy. Yeah. Yeah. So then that's when Sean drops his pencil and this girl we've never seen before picks it up for him. Yeah. She hands it back and he cannot stop staring at oh her. Oh, my God. Yes. He <laughs> is mush. And like she's like a pretty little girl. Like, I guess like he's I don't know. He's never seen her before or something like she just appeared out of thin air. I guess mm-hmm. she he's never noticed her in that way. But Corey. Yeah. Corey was saying that, you know, this is not going to happen for me and my buddy, Sean. Like, we aren't going to get affected by this. Like, we're still going to be interested in playing sports and Mm -hmm. we got each other forever. And, like, as that's happening, that's when, like, he lost Sean for arguably ever. Yep. And, uh, (laughs) yep. So we're going back to the cafeteria and Sean is asking Corey, like, oh, how do I ask a girl out? And Corey's like, oh, you just tell her to leave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Why would he even bring this up to Corey? Like, he knows Corey has no game. I just think, like, he doesn't, like, Corey's his best friend. Like, who else is he going to talk about this with? Right. Especially because the person who does offer him advice is Minkus. Yeah, of well, Minkus all people. Like, butts right in. Yeah, he butts right in and he's like, Oh, do you need coaching? And and like they both make fun of Minkus, and then yeah. Sean, like Sean's like, well, in case I did want information, you know, what do you got? He's yeah. obviously desperate if he's going to Minkus. <laughs> right. So Minkus has gone to his local, his mom's hair salon, and <sighs> stolen eight back issues of Perky magazine, and is hoarding them like underneath his bed. You know that to be true. And brought them yeah, to between school. the mattress and the box spring. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Here's the thing. Yep, the magazine is called Perky. Does Perky. anybody else have a problem with that? Because I certainly do. <laughs> I okay. So you know what? Like you're thinking like Perky as in breasts, and I'm thinking Perky as like 
it's like a J14, like, you Number know. Remember M Magazine? We had this M discussion. M Magazine, like, teeny bopper <laughs> magazine. But I know what you're thinking in that. I just think, it, like, sis? no, Perky sounds like it should be NC-17. Like, it sounds <laughs> like it should be something else. Whatever. Yeah. It's fine. And yeah. these, like, I think now it's different. Obviously, 2020 is much, 2021, oh my gosh, we're in 2021. It's much different than these times. But yeah, it's like, mm-hmm. Minkus goes on and on about the stereotypes of women. Oh, they're soft, g- uh, gentle, caring creatures. Ew. Uh, this this magazine tells girls everything they want to know about themselves. And it's like, mm-hmm. it like hurts my heart to hear those things because it's like, I know that's how it was back then. Yeah. And it's like, let's have a magazine that teaches girls how they should act and how they should be and how to be submissive yeah. and how to get a guy to like them. And Right, right, you right, know, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that is so uh, obviously like I read those magazines and some of these headlines that Corey's reading off is shaving your legs. How high is high enough? Which is actually an interesting (laughs) article because I mean, some would say just until the knee and others would say you're a disgusting wildebeest if that's the case. Some would say that. I haven't left the house in like months, so it doesn't matter. But also, <laughs> when I did, most people, in my opinion, the right answer is however much is going to be exposed, right? Very like if I'm that. wearing capris, yep. I'm not shaving above my knee. If I'm wearing a bathing suit, I'll go, I'll go all the way up. And now yeah. here's the thing: you don't have to shave anything nowadays. Fuck it. You want, body hair is completely natural. We grow it for a reason, you know? Yeah, you're sounding like Topanga right now. You, It's true. This sure. is the true tea. I uh, shave my legs, but I'm not saying it's it's, it's not mm-hmm. required of people, you know? It's not. Of course it's not. Um, mascara. Use it. Don't abuse it. How do you feel about that headline? <laughs> um, I, I get what they're going for. Uh, I am not super heavy on the mascara just because I wear glasses. And so nothing is more annoying mm-hmm. than your gla- uh, your uh, eyelashes rubbing against the glasses. Yeah. I think this article is about, hey, like two coats, fine. Four coats, spider lashes. Nobody wants yeah. that. And no one wants the clumps. Get no one wants clumps. clumps. So I think that I would read that article as well. And... Last one. And Corey said this in my accent, which I felt like very personally attacked. <laughs> but he's like, guys, with one eyebrow, what's their problem? <laughs> Doesn't that sound like me? That it does. It, it does. sounds very like Valley Girl. Yeah. It yeah. does sound like me. Corey. Which, why would one? Why would it? Oh, now I get it. He's talking about a unibrow. Yeah. Yeah. He's when he about said that, unibrow. I'm thinking who shaves off one of their eyebrows? <laughs> That's literally what I thought until you just said that. Okay, so then it should say guys with a unibrow. That's what it should say. Guys with one eyebrow. What's their problem? They need to fucking pluck. That's what their problem is. <laughs> so Minkus's idea of all this is if we read a magazine that teaches girls how to be themselves or like everything they need to know about themselves, <sighs> then we will know everything to know about girls. Okay. Or Yeah. Um, fair. I think that in the grand scheme of things, the hypothesis makes sense. Um, I like where I like the train of thought. Yes. It's obviously not completely true, especially not for girls like Topanga. I don't think she doesn't fit into the no. quote unquote mold of teenage no. girls. Um, well, because they're not teenagers yet, but yes. Well, adolescents, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I like the I think the idea is funny and I think like 
not for nothing, but he does like this magazine does have some insightful things to say. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, totally. Totally. Um, so Sean decides to borrow the mags um, and then they mock Corey for not getting his hormonal telegram yet. Oh, God. Sucks for Corey. I mean, it's not fun to be. I wasn't this girl, but like, you know, it's almost the equivalent of being the last girl to get boobs out of your group of friends. It stinks. It stinks. I never had that. I didn't have that problem either. I I would assume Mm -hmm. that stinks. I know that I know that it was one of those things where it's like your friends were jealous if like they didn't have boobs yet or if they like didn't get their period yet. I still don't understand the period thing. Like who the fuck Mm -hmm. wants that nonsense? But Uh -uh. I mean, whatever. Um, I think it's just like because I knew a girl that was like 15 and didn't get it yet because she was. I don't know, That's an wild. athlete. Yeah. Or oh, she was like that makes sense. Tiny. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. yeah. But it's like when I you're wish that I old, that. you're like, um, you know, hello. Well, then it's also, it's the opposite end too. Like when you go into menopause, it's like, oh, no one wants to go into menopause because it's like a symbol symbol of being old. On top of that, I think it's also like the heat, the heat strokes or not heat strokes. What is it called? Hot flashes. Hot flashes. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Heat strokes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> gosh. Okay. Um, so Hillary, we find out this girl's name, Hillary, Hillary yeah, uh, asks Sean out on a date to the movies and then says the line <laughs> of the episode, see you later, Terminator. Yeah. <laughs> Tell saucy. me you fucking died. Saucy. Oh, I was God. like, okay, Hillary, go off, I guess. Like, this is the 90s, bitch. Yes, you're going to have a Terminator and reference. He like, yeah, I mean, he likes it. He likes he, it. He and on top of this, I think this is the second Terminator um, the second Terminator reference in Boy Meets World in the last like two or oh, three episodes. You're right. Yeah. Well, because Corey was all about the like action movie reference. Oh yeah, in the, past and the place of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so sec. So two episodes two in a row, episodes. we mentioned the Terminator. Listen, this is the '90s. People uh-huh. fucking love Terminator, and I'm surprised that like no one has done like the Terminator accent yet. But no, they um, no they did in the last episode. He did the accent? I don't yes. remember. Yes. Yeah. I thought he just referenced the movie. Oh, wow. No, yeah, well, he did. Sean was all about <gasps> oh, it because wait. he... What? What's the one with the... I think this is the th- three references to the Terminator. I think that somebody did it oh, in the pool Alan, episode, too. Alan says, I'll be back. So three Terminator references. Wow. Wow. Incredible. Wow. Are... wow. It's a good movie. Will and I just watched Terminator 1 and 2 not that long ago. Oh, Okay. That's nice. I don't like a lot of action movies, but I actually, I love Terminator. I think it's excellent. All right. Um, But yeah, it's uh, very funny. Yeah. Sean Smitten. He can't stop laughing. This like. (laughs) 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 It's kind of like, it's kind of like Beavis and Butthead, but like more childish, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like Corey says, like, you're scaring me. Like, what is wrong with you? And then Sean says he can't talk about it. All he can do is laugh about it. And I was like, okay, (laughs) yeah, what's going on with you, dude? And then we immediately cut to a scene where he's in Corey's bedroom talking to Eric about this date. Yes. So Eric has taken Sean on and his little protege with dating, which I think like this is very much a sign of things to come. Like this Uh is the new normal is that Eric is a ladies man. He turns stupid in the end, but he starts off as a ladies man. And that's very much what Sean ends up becoming. He's like the heartthrob. Right. Um, yeah. So it was fun to kind of see the origins of, of that. Yeah. Um, 
but Sean had already gone on his date with Hillary at this point and it went Mm -hmm. swimmingly. Yeah, they snuck into a movie, which Eric was like, ooh, she's willing to break the law for you. And then he says they split the cost of the popcorn, which Eric was impressed with. He says she's a keeper. Yeah. And he said he bought the extra um, artificial uh, butter for the top, which is delicious. <laughs> they charge you extra for disgusting. that? I'll tell you. At the uh, AMC. I think maybe he just bought extra. Like, I would oh, like extra pumps of right. butter. At the AMC, um, you just can go to the butter machine and do it yourself. What? Okay. We, well, last time I went to a movie theater, which was a long fucking time ago, we went to, we go to Regal. That's like all that's around here. I mean, there's a couple smaller ones, which we were planning on trying out up until COVID. Um, But yeah, they, you could not pump, pump your own butter. No. Really? Oh, yeah. They're I like know. very stingy about it. There's and then a- if you buy like mm-hmm. the biggest one, you can like refill it, I think. But who can fucking eat that? No, never. Nobody can ever like eat at all. It's impossible. Mm -hmm. Unless you do a double feature and then maybe. Yeah. Oh, I miss it. I I don't even care about going to movies and I do. I do kind of miss it because all I want to do is try like we'd always. Did you ever like sneak snacks in to the movies? (laughs) So one time Drew and I were trying to be healthy and we decided to bring carrots and dip in. Don't do that. That is the loudest noise ever. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? How did you not realize, like, mm, let's bring the loudest fucking snack to a movie theater? Oh, my like, God. We didn't You might as well have brought in, like, fucking celery, just munching, like, goddamn rabbits at the movie theater. I would have been so annoyed if I sat near you. I'd be like, get the fuck out of this theater. What's wrong we with did, you? We didn't. We didn't. We fucking savage. <laughs> we didn't think about it until we were actually there. And eating them? Yeah. You're just like, (laughs) (laughs) we haven't done that since. One time we also brought like a full sandwich in and then we kind of felt embarrassed because it was like, dude, it feels like we're having like a full course meal. meal. That's so funny. I grew up. um, So we used to go occasionally. We would go to like matinee movies. It would be me and my brother and my mom would go to like a matinee. Yeah. And every time we would go to like a CVS or something beforehand and buy snacks and drinks and then put them in my mom's purse and then sneak them in because we never paid for and we always had to be like super coy about it. But they don't give a fuck anymore. Like you literally I think I've walked in with a coffee in my hand because I was like if they fucking tell me to throw this coffee away I just bought it. Um, Yeah I know. Yeah yeah. I I did that um, when I went to go um, see theater because the I mean, you think that movie theater snacks are expensive try like a $20 wine at the freaking theater yeah um so now can you you can easily sneak stuff in there too they don't care no they care you just have to like that's why it benefits having a big purse with like 500 different hidden pockets because mm-hmm. they yeah. they do care like you can't bring in like i don't know like one time i went to go to juniors and got a piece of cheesecake um and i didn't finish it because juniors cheesecake is huge and they made me throw out my cheesecake. Uh, yeah, I would be devastated. Yeah, yeah, that was upsetting. Yeah. Um. One time we went to. Uh. I got Will tickets for gosh his birthday. I think it was his birthday to see Nick Offerman at a place in Albany called the Palace. If anybody's ever been, it's a Palace Theater. They do. They do like not Broadway, but you know what I mean. Like it's like a theater. Yes. It's yeah. you know. And but you you can't bring anything in there either. Mm-hmm. And we had, were supposed to be going to dinner beforehand. And we got to the restaurant and the wait time. They're like, oh, it's going to be like a half an hour to an hour. And we're like, OK. So we sit down and we wait. It was like over an hour. We were already waiting. And I was like, Fuck, I was 
pissed. I was like, fuck this. I like threw a big temper tantrum. We ended up mm-hmm. leaving, just going to go to the theater. And I was miserable because I was like starving oh, and yeah, I had yeah, cramps. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it yeah, was just yeah. like horrible. And we ended up getting like pizza after the fact, which was really fun. Yeah. But um, he ended up buying me like candies there, which I didn't even ask him how much they were because I knew they were really, really yeah. expensive. That's why. Um, I don't know. In New York, you tell them that you're seeing a show and I don't know. I think they prioritize it, but maybe. You yeah, that sounds annoying. All right. Yeah. Moving forward. Anyway. Moving forward. Um, yeah. So. Right. So they're talking about the date and um, Corey barges in and Sean had forgotten about their basketball game. Of course, it's not baseball. It's basketball because they only play basketball on the show. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Corey's like obviously jealous because he's telling he you know he's supposed to be his friend you know why is he telling why can't he talk to Corey about this but instead Tron is talking to Eric about it mm-hmm. and then and then this is like the funniest part because then um then Sean's like, oh, well, we didn't watch the movie. And Eric, of course, thinks they like made out. Yes. But no, they threw malt balls at malt people's balls. heads. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And hold on. And then also, how shady was it when Eric said that they're talking about guy stuff? <gasps> it was so mean. And he's like so usually mean. kind of mean to Corey in general. But yeah. it was really mean. Like, this yeah. is his best friend. You yeah. Know? My friends, the audience didn't like that line. They're like, yeah, I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Way harsh tie. Yeah. Um, And then, of course, Morgan barges in as she must once an episode and Mm -hmm. has to get Eric to take her to get something for Mother's Day. Mm -hmm. Um, So. So Sean's like, you know, let's go play the basketball. And Corey gets all like bitchy and was like. (sighs) Don't you, wouldn't you rather play one-on-one with Hillary? And uh, Corey's jealous. And Sean's like, you know, like, um, you, you know, nothing's going to come in between us. It's you and me till the end. It doesn't matter that Hillary taught me how to get malt balls to stick to people's hairs easier, which is gross. If anybody yeah. threw a malt ball in my hair, I would fucking murder them. Yeah, same. I would not be pleased. No. Um, Espe- and- like especially a 12-year-old kid. Whenever I see a 12-year-old kid at the movies, I literally want to run away. Whenever I see any children at the movies, I want to run away because I immediately assume they're going to be annoying. Mm-hmm. Usually it is true. Yeah. Um, but so we're yeah, back so then- at the lunch scene. Yes, and Sean immediately ditches Corey for Hillary. Can you Corey imagine? Is- yeah, that the was like pretty rude. At least invite him to sit with you. Exactly. Like, you're a What's dick. What's it to him? What's it to yeah. him? So, Corey's pissed. So, Corey, of course, goes over to Minkus, and he says, like, he wants revenge. Um, And so, Minkin, M- Minkin, Minkus whips out those perky magazines, and he says, do you know what it is that uh, the number one thing that girls want from a guy? And Corey gets this loose change, which apparently is number nine. Oh. Um, but who knew? Uh, I mean, number one is shared yeah. interests. Shared interests. I agree. I agree with this, too. Yeah. And that's why I was like, oh, OK. Perky Magazine. Not so Perky bad. Perky Magazine coming through. I mean, uh, yeah, that is like a very good thing. I, I mean, I don't have a ton in common with Drew, but similar interests is pretty decent. I would say Will and I have like. You do. A lot. Yeah. Like you do. That's how we met is like having stuff in common. Yeah. But I've dated people that I've not had as much in common with. And it's like mm-hmm. as long as you you generally live a similar lifestyle that yes. I think then that's fine. And that's you want important. similar things. Yeah. Number two. Sense of humor. Sense of humor. Makes sense I to agree. Me. 
I do too. I think that's very important. At least, especially like if someone is more serious, then they probably should date someone who's more serious. Yeah, it's not gonna I, work out for yeah. being someone. I feel silly. like David Letterman with number four. <laughs> um, number, number four. Wait, what was number four? I didn't write down number four. Oh, really? Look for oh, no number three. Number three. Number one was don't insult the boy with the perkies. Oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> so um, you're number three, mine number four. Wait, what's number three? Look for someone you're completely comfortable with, someone oh. you can share a meal with, and someone who doesn't mind having you around. Yeah, I thought that was just off the book, Minkus. I didn't realize that oh, was coming okay. from the magazine. Oh, who knows? Um, but yeah, so Coryville is like, oh, well, my mom's already taken. So and then then freaking uh, Minkus is like, oh, well, just look for someone in a dress, which Corey takes very literally. <laughs> He's like, who can I find? Who can I find? And then he sees Topanga in the doily dress and he's like, that's my girl. Yeah. And he asks how she is. And of course, she mentions Mercury being in retrograde grade. Um, and we, we love that. And I mm-hmm. also, I thought that Corey's joke about the astrologer was very funny. Which it was is, pretty um, good. It was, like yeah, for those how, who didn't. Yeah, you go, go you tell the joke. I was going to say, for those who didn't watch the episode, it was how did the astrologer cross the road? And the answer was. In his Taurus. Which is so good. <laughs> That's a good joke. I like that. That's very funny. Yeah. Um, so Corey asked out to Panga. He asked her to go get burgers at Burger World, but of course she's a vegetarian. And so they decide on International House of Salads. House of Salads. Because she's a vegetarian. I love IHOS. I I love that. I love IHOS. I wonder what what she said the sprout of the day is. Yeah, she's like, I wonder what the sprout of the day is. But then Corey was like, um, (laughs) I love this little interaction because she was like, I love IHOS. And he's like, who doesn't? Yeah. And he says it like so enthusiastically. He's like, "Who does it?" I thought it was so funny. The very, very good uh, performance by a a young Ben Savage. Yeah, no, he that you're right. It was good. And then Topinga says, "Oh, it's a date." And then Corey's like yelling at her as she's walking away. Who says it was a date? I didn't say it was a date. Yeah, like, Corey, she can freak out. You. Corey, hello. Oh, God. So this this next scene was one of my favorites between Amy and Alan. Yeah. Um, just because I think I think this is a bit of a a role reversal from what we usually expect in a sitcom. Tell me if I'm wrong, but Amy is the one Who who's like yeah. very excited, thinks it's yeah. so cute that Corey asked to ping out on a date, is like very excited for him. And Alan is the one who's like, oh my God, this is just the start. Uh, you know, he's gonna, he's a step away from the ho 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 ho. And he <laughs> yeah. like, what is he, he calls it like the sorority of Satan? The sorority like, of Satan. Can yeah. you believe it? But don't you think this is weird that like, Usually, yes. I think it would be like the the dad who would yeah. be like, "Good job, son. Go exactly. get her." Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. Like, so I kind of get like, "Oh, what a poor slob! Like, he's like doomed." I don't know why he was so like anti asking Topanga specifically I don't out. Either he got like really weird about it. He's like, "That's a terrible idea. This is the dumbest thing you ever did." Is it just because like he? knows that he doesn't really like Topanga. No, because he was acting like that before he even knew it was Topanga. But then he was even more against it when he found out it was Topanga. I didn't understand why. 
I didn't really get it either. I think it was like for the lulls of like, oh, now he has to put up with women and how horrible it yeah. is. Yeah. But I, I don't know. But then, of course, Amy, being the fucking smart ass beach that she is, immediately knows once Corey says that Sean can't play basketball because he's going on a date, like Amy immediately is like, is that why you asked to pay it out, bitch? Like, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. And he was, Corey was shocked that she knew. And so then the, he was like, maybe I should cancel. And everyone's like, yeah, maybe that's a good idea. So then Corey's like, oh, and then he's like, yeah, you know, with women, honesty is the best policy. And then Alan's like, yeah, he knows nothing about women. Okay. Yeah. Rude, Alan. You're married. You're saying yeah. that in front of your wife. Yeah. And that and the fact that he thought that he would be making all the decisions as a married man. Like, yeah. Are you? We're not standing here? Zaddy Allen tonight. I guess he, not. I mean, I always do, but I, I guess I did not like this from Alan. Not so, tonight, especially no. because I, I was standing Amy when she was like, oh, I'm so sorry that didn't work out for you because she's like, <laughs> I fucking run this household, bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Corey calls Topanga and instead of telling the truth, like he said he was going to, he claims that he has come down with the, the flu. Yep. Then he coughs and he hangs up and then we see him playing basketball with socks which yeah. is a pretty iconic um scene in my mind i i yeah. remembered the scene very clearly and knock at the door of course topanga being the sweet 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 girl that she is brings over boncha tea which i had never mm-hmm. heard of but apparently it's going to detoxify his aura nice um he hates it he's not into it and so he's like, maybe you should leave. And she's like, I just wanted to help you feel better. Uh, sad Topanga. <laughs> she like did a little baby voice. Never heard she that did. before. I and know. This she, is the first time we've heard that from her. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, I just wanted to make you feel better. And so Corey admits that he's not really sick, like right away. So doesn't even hold I was on impressed. to this. Yeah. doesn't hold on to the life for very well, uh, for very long. And said that he just wasn't ready to go on a date yet, which is, like, very good, Corey. Like, be honest. That's that's mm-hmm. good. And Topanga is like, okay, that's fine. Like, I get yeah. it. He, like, Jebediah and whatever the mom Jedediah said. and Chloe. Chloe said, listen to your inner voice. It'll tell you what's right for you. Yeah. I thought this was nice. And I think it's also just, like, a clear indication that Corey feels, like, comfortable around Topanga because mm-hmm. he felt like he could tell her all of that. I mean, obviously he lied at first, but yeah. it doesn't take long for him to just tell her the truth. Yeah, and Topanga's um, not judgy, and she is not the type of person to take that personally. Like, I think that's very no. easy for anyone who would hear that and be like, oh, you just don't like me. But she accepted it for what it was and was very understanding. Mm-hmm. And she was like, okay, like, I guess it's time for me to go, but was definitely lingering. And she lingered at that doorknob. Oh, yeah. And then before she leaves, she asks if she can ask a personal question, which is um, whenever you say, can I ask you a personal question? It's something that is not going to be comfy. But this wasn't that bad. No, it was why are there socks all over your floor? Because he had been playing (laughs) basketball with balled up socks. Yeah. So um, Corey shows her how how to play the sock basketball. Yeah, this scene was really cute. Um, they Corey's like, oh, it's all about the color commentary. 
And so he does his own color commentary. And then he decides he's going to do color commentary for Topanga. Topanga just stands in one spot the entire time Corey (laughs) is talking. And then she goes and carefully places the balled up socks into the basket. Yeah. And Corey's like, no, no, that's that's not right. So they do a redo where Topanga uh, gets blocked by Corey. And she like decides to throw the sock over his head and, and got it right in the basket. Which was not really what we were trying to do either. She just is not she's a very perf- gifted. Very she's gifted at yeah, making yeah. it up on the fly, I guess. Yeah. And that's when they have the high five, which <gasps> devolves into the yes. awkward laughing. Yes. A spark. We have seen a spark between these two little lovebirds. Their hands touched. They made a connection. Wow. <laughs> And this is when uh, Corey realizes that he is doing the awkward laugh and is like shocked, covers his mouth. Um, And then they just get into talking about Mother's Day and what Corey should get his mom. And um, Corey, or excuse me, Topanga suggests something from the heart. And that's, and then Topanga's like, oh, you crack me up, Corey. And she leans back and (laughs) leans on his arm and we're laughing again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, um, she like, does her a little like saucy leg uh leg leg cross like mm-hmm. she she was like such a cutie patootie they both were in this scene um i i i, I think it is an iconic scene especially because it's the beginning of young love um yeah very cutesy very like young flirty mm-hmm so um cut to later and Sean comes and he turns out to have wrecked his second date with Hillary. I don't know what he yeah. did. I was going to say they didn't really get into what he did, but it doesn't really matter because this is all going to devolve into a conversation about Corey's quote unquote date with Topanga and whether or not it was actually a date. Yeah. And Corey insists it was not a date. Uh, Eric and Sean list all the reasons why it was a date. And ultimately, Corey decides to go to school the next day and go straight to Topanga and be like, just so you know, it wasn't a date that last night. Like, it wasn't do a date. Do you think it was? What do you think? Um, I don't think it was a, I think it was a hangout. I would call it. I thought a, the same thing. I would say a hangout. If you don't know, yeah. if you, both of you don't know it's a date, can it be a date? I think that Topanga doesn't give a shit if it was a date or not because she well, she says is, she doesn't like labels so. doesn't like labels she is strong in her self 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 sense of self woof i was <laughs> woo. okay in her sense of self she doesn't mm-hmm. need any affirmation from Corey. um so she doesn't care if it was a date or not it doesn't matter to her Corey is, like, so persistent on it not being a date that it probably holds more. Like, the fact that he's so, like, it's not a date makes it feel like it's more significant than he's saying. Right, right. And that's when he thanks her for, like, the idea for writing the poem because his mom loved it for Mother's Day. She cried. And he's like, oh, well, you really know about women. And she's like, well, I'm going to be one someday. And she, like, fixes his collar. Yeah. She leaves. He, like, forces it back down or forces it back up. Sorry. It yeah. was, like, up and, uh, you know, in disarray. Yes. And then, of course, he, like, smiles and flattens it back down. So, like, yeah. very cute moment. This is just the beginning. We're just mm-hmm. getting started mm-hmm. with the love story of Corey and Topanga. Yeah. Man, 
I'm excited. I'm excited to move forward with it. And this is like the end to me. The end of this episode, like the the after credit scene, is very like things to come with Boy Meets World. You know what I mean? Because you have Sean and Corey together. And yeah. they're both like, oh, Minkus was right. There's going to be hormones. There's going to be girls. And they're going to be like, oh, well, we'll stay best friends through it all. Which is like true. It yeah. very much is true. And then, of course, Hillary and Topanga walk by. And both of them are like, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the ultimate message was that there's going to be so many things that come. But at the end of the day, they're still going to be best friends. Like, they'll still be there together. And right. um, Corey says through second dates and proms, engagements and marriages and Sean jokes, second marriages. And yeah. I we see this come to fruition. It's beautiful. Um, it's just so lovely seeing a friendship between two guys that last a lifetime. And there's going to be tiffs. I mean, there really will be. There'll be mm-hmm. arguments where you almost feel like they can't come back. But at the end of the day, like these two are BFFs for life. And I think that's great. Yeah. No, you're right. This is kind of just the, I mean, we've seen them be best friends already, but it's nice that they're kind of solidifying that. Yep. Yeah. Um, stronger and yeah. stronger. This episode was very cute. It's definitely up there in terms of some of my favorites uh, that we've seen so far. Yeah. Would you say it's like a top five episode? I think so. I yeah, think it's like it's fairly season. iconic, even for the the basketball yeah. sock sees like the basketball sock um scene. Yes, I think that's like that's a pretty iconic yeah. scene altogether. Yeah, so. I think so too. So I gave you more extra homework today. Yes, I did. Uh, we watched a couple scenes from Girl Meets World, was season two, episode sixteen, I think. Yep, Girl Meets Corey and Topanga. So in this episode. Riley, who is Corey and Topanga's daughter, worries that she won't live up to her parents' greatness. She feels like she'll always be in their shadow. And um, essentially what happened is that she thinks that Corey is perfect and Topanga is perfect, which is like so far off from reality, Mm -hmm. especially Corey. But, you know, in her little brain, like her parents are just like great people. They do great things. And she'll never get to a point where she is, like, more perfect than them. Um, Mm -hmm. So Maya, you know, Maya, who is Riley's best friend and turns out to be Sean's stepdaughter uh, in the the future, um, which I don't know if you know that. I don't know if you don't need to know that. But uh, basically Maya's mom marries Sean. Okay. So, and Maya and Riley are best friends. Like, Corey and Depang- uh, Sean are best mm-hmm. friends. So, um, uh, Maya says, like, look, Riley, like, you've told me, like, a million stories, like, obviously, about your parents. Like, obviously, there has to be, like, some memory um, that it, like, shows you, like, who they were as kids. Because... You know, like, I guess Riley's feeling like she's not like either of her parents. Like, she's not good enough to be, like, either of her uh, parents' child. I don't know. She's, like, really, mm-hmm. really in the feels in this, in this, uh, in the episode. She's, like, spiraling, as I would say. Um, yeah, and they, like, flash back. 
Mm-hmm. Like basically they're like in the scenes that yes. well, one of the scenes we watched tonight, which was like the, the sock ball basketball scene. Yes. That's one of them that they visit. And they're like, oh, they're like so nerdy, but look how young they are. Like, they're so cute, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So basically what they do is they played out the scene um, and you they like green screened Maya and Riley in the background yeah. and they're watching and doing some like commentary. Yeah. And um, yeah, so they were like, uh, Maya's like, look, like Corey's as weird as you, Riley. Like, you're just like him. And but Riley's upset because she's like, well, I'm like my dad, but I'm nothing like my perfect, amazing mom. Um, so we switch back into reality. And then Maya's like, think of something else. Think of another memory. So then they flash back to season four. No. <laughs> season, yeah, season four. No. One. Season yeah. one, episode four. Um, which we always talk about being, if you haven't listened in to that episode, I suggest that you take some time mm-hmm. and listen back D-Day. because there's some like highlights. Um, not only is it like a great episode of Boy Meets World, but it's one of our favorite episodes of uh, Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. So this That's is true. season one episode four Corey's alternative friends and this is a very iconic scene where well number one it's daniel official's first uh, appearance in the entire show but it's also the scene where Corey and topanga have a school project and cora topanga does that like spoken word spoken word yeah (laughs) and she puts the lipstick on her face and she puts the lipstick on her face so maya and uh riley watch back in this they do the little spoken word dance in the background Mm -hmm. and they're like getting a kick out of like the nuttiness and they're like oh my gosh like topanga was even goofier than Corey. like maya you're like maya says like riley you're both of them like you're both of your parents like you're a perfect mixture of both um and Topanga says I'm not weird I'm unique which Riley really resonates with so um it's a sweet moment it's a sweet moment yeah and then we're back to like the present where she's apparently she's Corey's student which is weird to me like I don't think it's like kind of nepotism but you know whatever she's Corey's student uh throughout like the whole series it's fucking ridiculous. That is nepotism. That should not be allowed, but I didn't write this show. Uh, so she puts on like a Phillies cap and they have like a cute moment and they hug. And It's not a Phillies cap. It's the Phillies cap. Well, it's the, it's the Phillies cap. Yes, of course. The it's the Phillies, Phillies cap, cap from the show. But yeah, it was like a cute moment. They hug. But I was like so thrown off by the fact that he was her teacher and I was like, this shouldn't be allowed. This is some bullshit. Um, yeah, that was. But yeah, it was cute. I knew that. Yeah, it was um, it was cute though. Like these these moments were cute, and these are particularly iconic scenes from um from Boy Meets World early on. It's kind of, it's nice that they brought them back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought it was like a little silly with the green screen. It's a bit much considering yeah. you're like, how is this fucking happening? Like these aren't her memories, so how is she like in this moment? Girl Meets World is because, well, okay, it's because they're like, oh, like you've heard these stories so many times that you can just like relive them. Visualize them? Yeah, I don't know. It's a little weird. This show is, I can see why it didn't really take off like Boy Meets World. There is no like, 
number one, it's on the Disney Channel, and Disney Channel doesn't let um, shows be mature. Yeah. And I tend to keep them in the very, very kid, kid, kid. Yes. Which I have like, I take full umbrage with because they ruined Lizzie McGuire. We were going to have a Lizzie McGuire reboot and they murdered it and ripped it apart and annihilated it because they didn't want Lizzie to fuck. So they said no Lizzie and Hillary Duff was like, okay, then no Lizzie. I'm out skis. Yeah. Yep. I'm fucking done. She's like, I have a fucking beauty line or some shit. I don't need this. <laughs> she, she, I don't think I don't yeah. think she has a beauty line. She has something. I don't know. I don't I mean she has younger, doesn't she? Oh she's not I don't younger. Know. I don't know what that is. Okay, whatever. So <laughs> um so that was that. Um and I I do my favorite thing is that they they that they do bring in these storylines and try to incorporate them and like I said a couple weeks ago if I spot something that I know is going to be featured in a Girl Meets World episode I will um, I'll point it out but I won't make you watch the entire episode just only I will to- yes, thank torture you. myself I don't need with to. that. I don't need to do that. Yeah, you will get you'll get your uh, your timestamps. I'll waste my half. I'm too an hour. busy watching Married at First Sight. Yeah, and rotting my brain cells. Ex- extremely busy. Okay, um, fashion are we ready hour. For fashion hour. Fashion hour. Um, ooh, that one was a little wibbly, wibbly wobbly. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so it is my turn this week for fashion mm-hmm. hour. So. Our first award is the Rachel Green Award for Most 90s Outfit. And my first nomination is Sean's grungy Woodstock vibe outfit. So Sean is wearing a tie-dye blue shirt. Um, I see some sort of necklace. I'm guessing it's probably his infamous puka necklace. Yeah. Because why would it not be? But he's wearing it underneath his shirt. So it's a mystery. I truly do not know. Yep. We'll, he, we'll never know. We'll never know. He's wearing an oversized striped shirt. Um, Many colors. We got a blue. We got a yellow. We got a red. We got a white. All the colors in the rainbow. Some midwash jeans. It's um, It's a look. It is. I knew you were going to be putting this one in here because I was like, the moment I said tie dye, I was like, that's it. It's going in the fashion yep, hour. Yeah. Book it. Yeah. This is a standard fare for Mr. Hunter these days. He loves wearing this like grungy, like psychedelic, like I just got out of Burning Man outfit. Yes. No, this is definitely a typical Sean look. Next up, we have Topanga in a, a look that I would say is like, um, little ugly. house on a <laughs> an ugly little house on a prairie look. I don't know what's happening here. I've never seen Topanga in a look like this before, but here we are. So this is like a patchwork, not quite, but it's like this. It's a floral, like shin length dress. There's flounce. There's ruffles. There's multiple colors of florals. Um, she's still has some sort of black leggings in her combat boots. Her backpack is atrocious. I'm telling you, if she had that backpack in my elementary school, she would be made fun of, thrown into a locker. Um, 
she's wearing a choker or no it's not it's like a choker but it has like a big pendant neck uh, as a necklace her hair looks beautiful um but it's just like i don't know like it's like this is quite a look i i've just never seen something quite like this before from topanga yeah. Here's the thing. Her hair yeah. is always beautiful. You'll yeah. never hear me critique her hair because it's, well, at least not so far, because it's gorgeous. We we stand it. I, I, I don't mind the choker. I think that's pretty iconic. And I, you know, I love a black tight and a combat boot. This dress, however, is so fucking hideous. <gasps> the saddest, it is like, yeah. It's it's like it's it's not enough that it has to have these like granny sleeves, like yeah. it's long sleeve. But then there's like elastic not quite to the wrist and then it like flounces out again yeah yeah and it's just like there's too many colors Mm -hmm. and it's like frilly it's like an old lady would wear this like the penga you are young you are vivacious what are you doing right and it's quite sad because the this season topanga has been like the ultimate like outfit repeater Mm-hmm. And they finally give her a new outfit, and this is what she gets. Yeah. yeah, we've gotten seen the fucking doily dress 17 times. Give us something else, and then you give us this. Yeah. Truly tragic. So, but, Truly I tragic. mean, I would say, is this 90s? Like, maybe. Like, oh, it it's 90s. Florals. It has The pastel. combat boots, the black tights, the choker. It yeah. has all the, the things yeah. that needs to be a 90s outfit. But it also, there were also bad 90s outfits, and yeah. it falls into that category. Bam- ba- bamboozling. Okay, mm-hmm. so... My last nomination is Miss Hillary. So Miss Hillary, number one, her hair, very pretty. She has like a twist or a braid that goes to the back as like a half up, half down with like a nice like blown out um, fringe uh, bang. Yeah, like it's those, it's like the Farrah Fawcett bang. Yes, it's a very yeah. wispy bang, but mm-hmm. it's when your parent would like curl the tips of the yes. bang underneath. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, she's wearing a white t-shirt under a yellow knitted uh, sweater vest. Um, and she's wearing a jean skirt as well with this combination. So... Um, I feel like the vest is pretty 90s. A jean skirt is pretty 90s. So um, everything about the hair is also very 90s. The hair, and that, pretty. that vest too, yeah. when you like scroll, when you when you look at it, it's not just a solid yellow vest, sweater vest. It's, it's cable like, net, right? Yeah. And it has these <gasps> oh, like. Eyelets. It has eyelets on it. Yes. And like the neckline too is a bit, has a bit of you know mm-hmm. Zhuzh. Mm-hmm. so it's it's not just a plain one um i bet this girl i don't know what the actress's name is but i bet she has curly hair because this her hair looks like any curly hair girl who brushes their hair instead of like enhancing their curls because <laughs> yeah. it's got girl i recognize a poof anywhere i have the poof she's got the poof she is rather poofy you're right mm-hmm. but yeah, to me, this is a very easy, this is a very easy pick. I think that, Sean, I love you, but, like, this this ain't necessarily it. I think I have to go with Hillary because they're, like, almost every single aspect of this outfit is very 90s. Even the hair is very 90s. That bang, that is a classic 90s Yeah, thing. that is a classic bang. So this um, actress is named Bran O'Donnell. And has she been in other stuff? Let's see what she's in because i'm curious to see if she's uh 
I doubt she's ever going to be scoring any more Rachel Green award points um, because I don't know. No, no. Actually, so she was in another episode. She loves me. She loves me not, which was the um, episode that um, that Topanga had a crush on Eric. So she was probably a background actress in that show, in that episode, I mean. And aside from that, I don't think Miss Brian O'Donnell has been in any other television. Interesting. Okay, okay. But Um, I might have found her Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm not sure if this is is the same girl, but she could look like her and... uh, she does have a slight wave to her hair, so I don't know why that is so funny to me. Oh my gosh! <laughs> because I'm a I may stalker. have found her online. Um, I mean, it's like your thing, right? Like that's what you do. Yep, I suppose um, if I had to have a thing, that would be it. All right. Well, congratulations, Hillary. I, you know, we'll probably won't see you on the leaderboard or anywhere, you know, near it again. But that's okay. You got a point. So yeah, good job. you got a point. We give we give you points to people. Um, okay, so next up is our Paul Rudd Certificate of Timelessness. So our first nomination is Amy, and she's worn this cardigan before, but I don't know if we gave it props. So she's wearing a, like, quilted cardigan, and I would say that this is timeless because I can see somebody at the Urban Outfitters selling this sweater for $120. You're so right. I, uh-huh. I wish you weren't right, but you're so freaking right. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> That's what the sweater is. It's an Urban Outfitters sweater um, that is overpriced. And then uh, underneath that is a white t-shirt and that is tucked into some black pants. We know Amy loves to wear her like little black booties with their little black pants. So this mm-hmm. is a classic Amy look, but this is also, and her hair is like up with like a little bit of a, like a wispy bang and some like hair pulled down the front. It's a cute look. Um, and yeah, yeah, so she, this is just like a cash look for Amy, but I think that it is... It suits her. I mean, I don't know. It suits yeah. her. No, I think you're right. And I think especially like that, that sweater, I think kind of is, is pretty timeless. Like you can find it at any, at any point in time. But even when you take that off and you just have like the white t-shirt with a black jean, very yeah. iconic, very, very timeless. timeless. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Next up, I have Corey in a very casual look for him. But it's something that I can see like anybody wearing. So he's wearing this um, red sweater, a uh, red hoodie that's just plain red. There's no like weird graphics on it or like a Nike symbol or anything unusual. Um, just a red hoodie, just some like mid wash jeans. Like these are like a little bit more trendy because they have like multiple multiple tones like so Mm -hmm. it's like you know like he's wearing like a dark wash but it's like bleached in the middle to have like more tones which we Mm -hmm. haven't really seen this we've seen like pretty straight denim where it's like one color but this has you know this has some variation to it 
Not and only that, like, but I think this is the first time that like his sweatshirt wasn't like six times too big. For him. <laughs> yeah, six colors. Yeah, and no, like fifty layers, and then just some yeah. like white sneakers. And this was yeah. he was wearing this outfit for like most of the back half of the episode. So this was what the outfit that he was wearing when he um, was playing basketball with his socks. Yeah, no, I I like this outfit from Corey. It is a classic outfit, like a classic red hoodie and denim. Like you can't go wrong with can't that. Can't go wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then my final um, nomination, I just you know I just wanted to give the doily dress like one <laughs> more hurrah, you know. So this, this is, is the, her, this the blue doily dress. This is not the even blue the white doily one. dress. This mm-hmm. was um you know, I know you said that you're sick of it, but. And you didn't like it then. But the blue one, it's less doily-y. This one is just a, like, lace blue doily dress. Like, she's grown a little taller. That's not so much a dress, but it's almost mm-hmm. like a shirt. So she's wearing, like, her black tights, her combat boots. She's wearing the choker with the big black flower. Like, is it timeless? Like, a, it could be. It could be. I think... You know, some of the aspect of the outfit is timeless, but I wouldn't yeah. say that that dress necessarily is. I think like the the black tight and the combat boot, and even a choker yeah. to a certain extent. But Jessica, look how cute she looks in this. I am in the not first denying picture on the couch. I'm not her, denying the crossed. cuteness of Topanga because it's yeah. very cute. Yeah, doesn't mean it's necessarily timeless. Okay. This is like the dinosaurs. Oh, okay. I mean, but with doilies, quite, but okay. No, but I just, it's fine. Like, again, um, hopefully season two, we only have one more episode of season one. Yeah. And I'm hoping season two has less doily mm-hmm. and, you know, cute. I was worried that puppets. we would, I mean, this is, guys, this is the penultimate episode. Like, this yeah. is, the next episode is our last episode. I was worried we would never see the doily dress again. Well, maybe she'll outgrow it by next season, hopefully. Maybe it won't even be in the next episode. This might oh. be the very last time. God willing, it won't be God, the next God episode. Willing. Okay, um, so who yes. would you like to select as the um, winner of the Paul Red Certificate of Timelessness Award? To me, it's a pretty easy answer. I think that Amy Amy deserves it. I think wow. everything about this outfit is timeless. I think a black jean, a white mm-hmm. top, mm-hmm. and even that sweater, like you said, you could be overcharged for it at Urban Outfitters. 100%. Absolutely, yeah. You'd spend way too much money on a cheap uh, sweater. I know, um, I know. Like Corey's outfit is fairly timeless, but I think it's like basic. it's very it is very basic. It's kind of an easy outfit to say it's timeless because it's a sweatshirt and jeans. Yeah. Whereas I think Amy's is, has a little bit more going on. Okay. Um. So yeah, I'm gonna give I it to you. Amy. So congratulations, Amy, on your Paul Rudd certificate of timelessness. Yeah. Congratulations to Hillary, um, and Amy on your wins. Yeah. Um. We love the female wins. I mean, we, we typically do. give it to females, but whatever. They, 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 yeah, they seem to be a little bit better at dressing and stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you want to check out the the winners, we'll have them on our social media at shit nineties pod on Instagram uh, and uh, and Twitter. If you want to take a look, we'll have um we'll have those posted. Absolutely. So, um, any other yeah. thoughts um before we head into our last episode of season one? No, I'm excited to get to it. Um, we're going to have, I guess we can reveal now, we're going to have a special guest on next week. This is our second ever guest on Boy Meets World. We usually, it's just us girlfriends. We usually don't have anybody on. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, do would you want to reveal who our special 
guest is. It's coming. Uh, we are having the marvelous Chappelle on of um, our hat fame. I think literally of everything fame. He's everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They joke (laughs) that you don't have a podcast until you have Chappelle on. Um, So Mm -hmm. I'm glad that we'll, you know, 30 podcasts in, we'll finally have a podcast. Exactly. Um, uh, So I think his Twitter handle is at the Chappelle show. Is that correct? That sounds right. Either that or at Chappelle show. I think it's the Chappelle show. Literally, who's following us? It's not following him already. (laughs) Yeah, very true. So Um, we're thrilled to have him on. I know he has so many thoughts and I cannot wait. A lifetime um, Boy Meets World fan. So mm-hmm. I'm thrilled. Very excited. Um, yeah. Aside from that, um, Jess, uh, how is your uh, Dungeons and Dragons game going? That was wild. So if you're if you have if you weren't there live in the uh, Pusher Recaps Patreon Discord, we did a three hour Dungeons and Dragons campaign. It was me, Josh Wiggler, Kevin Mahadeo, Latanya Starks, Mike Bloom, and Rich Filiberto um, was our dungeon master throughout that. It was wild. It was crazy. Like I was exhausted after it, which doesn't seem like you should be because you're sitting in a chair for three hours. But mm-hmm. it was so much fun check that out um pushercaps.com slash patreon yeah uh, and you said you did not win well that's you you don't <laughs> that's not how it works i didn't die so i guess that's good but uh-huh. it's not like you win or you lose did it's, you get monopoly no okay. i did kill a lot of people though and i enjoyed it did you oh okay well exactly. you know that's our girl folks there you go um, yeah, check so that out. definitely check that out. Um, we have more coming up on community building. Uh, and then we, like we said, we have Chappelle next week for Boy Meets World. Um, Just Us for Dawson's Creek this week. And then, oh, and then uh, the week after next for Boy Meets World, we're going to do like a season one wrap up podcast mm-hmm. before we start into season two. Right. So that's kind of just into the future here. Yeah. And, then, and a bonus episode for January. Yes. yes. Special bonus episode coming up. Sarah, what are we covering and with whom are we covering it? Okay. So, guys, I don't know if you know this, but we have a third member of the girl gang and her name is KFC or Karen from Canada, Karen Mack. She's literally my um, manager. So my yes. manager has decided to let to come onto the podcast finally. And we're covering a goofy movie. And I'm really excited. It's going to be so much fun. I watched a goofy movie today. For some reason, I did not remember that there was both a goofy movie and then like, what's the other one? Ex- an extremely goofy Ex- movie? An extremely goofy movie. Yeah. And I think I like conflated the two and kind of put plots together. Um, but it's it's a funny movie. We're going to have a lot of fun with it tomorrow recording. Um, so keep... <laughs> so can't be... <laughs> can't Sarah just coughed. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so I um, we're gonna have a lot of fun with that tomorrow and recording and I hope you uh, see that in your podcast feeds and are excited for it because we're really excited to finally I can't believe it took us this long have Karen on I mean it's not for um, not for not trying that's true we she's did bring up woman. other she's a busy woman yeah it took us a minute to figure out what we were gonna be podcasting about with uh, or podcasting with yeah. her about so yeah um and we, sh- we should have some special bonus stuff coming up in february as well so yeah very excited podcast feeds and then you can always of course find us on all social media at shit 90s pod send us an emails give us five star ratings please please um shit 90s pod at gmail.com and uh find us everywhere and um yeah i think that's everything 
Yep, that's it. That's it, All folks. Right. See you next time. See you Bye. next time. Bye.